looks like we're on, right? I think so. Awesome. Um, I don't know if I typed the um, information right in um, Workplace. Let me see if I did. Okay, great. I see that we did. So um, how are you doing today? Me? I, I'm doing good. You know, we had an unbelievable agent talk today. I did a pitching compass for uh, a new expansion market. I got to connect with some new compass agents and, you know, all in all, a lot of great energy, a lot of excitement. And how about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Um, today, I woke up earlier than normal and I watered all the plants today. We hadn't done them yesterday. <laughs> so I spent like, I don't know, 35 minutes doing it and then pouring rain the whole day. So um, got good exercise doing something that wasn't very meaningful, but it, it was fun. Sure it was, you had some inner peace. Yes, totally. Um, so um, I'm excited about this device. I don't know if you um, have seen it before. You know how like when we talk in the computer, we have to look at that lens and I, I don't really get to see you that well. I'm sort of seeing you, but I'm looking at that lens so you could see my eyes. I think that's what everyone does, right? I think you've thought about it a little more than most people, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but like um, they're on Indiegogo, so like a Kickstarter type thing, they have this, um, they're creating this device that's really cool. So it's going to be a camera lens that goes in the middle of your screen. So you could actually look at the middle of your screen. Oh, you you're right. See. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. So I'll get to look at you instead of that really, really small piece up. I'm sure on workplace, it looks different than the Zoom, where I could actually see, you know, your eyes. I could see you and I can't, I, I don't have to try and prevent myself from blinking so much from looking at that camera. Um, but anyways, I want to start off by sharing something that's worked really well with me. And then um, I wanted to ask you a few things. Um, so... For you guys, I don't know how, let me, I guess I'll ask you, Chirag. So in Connecticut, how big is Airbnb there? This is, I'm probably the worst person to ever ask this yeah. question to because I live in the own bubble of my life and Airbnb is not part of it. Do you think people do it there? I think people do it everywhere. I think yeah, it's a that's very what I think too. solution. So a couple of months ago, and if I, if I shared this before <laughs> on Workplace, I'm sorry, and I'm very honored that you, those people really saw everything and they remember me saying it. So anyways, uh, a couple of months ago, give or take, um, in Miami, you know, a lot of people want to do um, Airbnbs, but they're not, they're sort of difficult to do. So what I did is I just did a video like this. I looked in Zoom and I spoke. I, I did like a monologue, but hopefully it didn't seem like that. And I shared like things about Airbnb, like it was basically how to do an Airbnb in Miami without getting fined. And I've had seven leads from it. Yesterday I had one person wants to spend a million dollars the day before 400, seven leads from a video that's got probably 550 views on it, you know? And it was just me like just, looking at the camera and just talking it was so weird i got a call from this guy and you know when we do videos and people see us it's almost like tv sometimes and this guy called me and i'm like hello this is ahmed 
And the guy's like, the man, you're on the phone. I started laughing. He's like, I just saw you on video and now I'm talking to you. It was it was so funny, but it made me think, you know, like when we do this, we have a chance to just increase, um, you know, our scalability of people liking us or wanting to do business with us. So so um, before we get started, that's what I wanted to share. If you can do a, a quick video on Airbnb in your town and don't make it like a basic one where they get no good information, where the, it's obvious, but like do some research. And if you share some good facts, you're going to look like you're the expert and you'll, you'll definitely get business. I'm getting calls from all over the country for this and it's pretty cool. Um, so what I wanted to That's ask you, Chirag, today, um, before I make this a monologue, is I know we talk a lot about like how busy people are now. And I, I wanted to focus on two things today, if we could. And I want your help for this, because as much as people say they're busy, there are, you know, three types of people, some that are too busy and they're, you know, they're, they're fine. They don't want to get business. There are people that are very busy, but want to get more business. And there are people that aren't busy at all. And I want to help I want you to help me with those last two segments. The people that want to get more business now, you know, that aren't getting business at all, what can they do for going in the future? Or what can they do with their systems or whatever you, whatever as, I would like it to be sort of like a coaching session where I'm that client and I want to get more business. And oh, yeah. no, um, one, no one wanted a, a free live coaching session. I don't know. I don't know if they didn't get to that part, but um yeah, it, it's crazy. So you know, I, I guess you know I'll what? be that we'll, agent. That's fine. We'll send uh, we'll send an email out. Or you know what we're gonna do uh, on on our agent talk on Wednesdays at nine thirty. We will raffle off a free coaching session that will be done at one o'clock the following in, in this Ask Me Anything thing. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, that's a great idea because we get a ton of people on those calls. So one hundred and sixty-five people there today. So That's awesome. the first question I have for, for you to think about and everyone is busy doing what, right? Like busy does not mean productive. There's a huge difference between productivity and being busy, right? So it's like, even in, in coaching and talking to people, it's like, I'm taking a buyer out to see all these different houses, right? So subconsciously in real estate, this is what, this is how agents minds work. If I'm sitting at home and I'm not out with people, I'm not making money, right? And I'm like, that's not the truth because if you're sitting at home and you might not out the people, you're saving money on gas and time and energy, right? Like, right. so like the first question is, do these people really have to move, right? Like, remember like must have versus would like, you either must have to move or you would like to move. People who would like to move really, I don't know on a scale of one to 10, everyone has their own merit, how qualified they are, right? And what I find about doing this is, great quote by Jess Sigmund today on our session. She goes, consistency has no finish lines. It's like my new favorite quote, right? Yeah, I love her. She's such an awesome person and uh, such good energy and just killing it. Yeah. And if you think about that, how are you prospecting, right? Like, let's just go to simple numbers, right? Like if you're an agent and you're not busy right now, reach out to other compass agents, right? We were in Ridgewood, New Jersey, a couple weeks ago, brand new market. It was their first sales meeting. And I had the honor of hosting a panel there, right? 
And one of the founding agents, Ed Verdell, talks about five years ago, he was looking at Compass and then he heard they're finally coming to New Jersey. The guys picked me, right, to be a founding agent. He says he was talking about how much business he got from other Compass agents. So I turned around and I asked the crowd like this. I go, about 70 people there. How many people here have received a referral from another Compass agent? Do you know what percentage of people raised their hand? No. Guess. 40%. 90. Oh, 90 wow. people. It, it literally, like, I, I wish somebody recorded it and been like, why do you come to Compass, right? Like, how many people have had a referral from another Compass agent? Ping. It was, it was remarkable. You know, it's funny when you talk about that. Like, every other company, you know, I, I worked at Coldwell Banker and, and um, one Souther and Sotheby's, and I didn't get one referral from either of <clears> them, <throat> except the people that I... I worked hard to get the referrals. Our network is second to none. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and live events is the best place to network with people. So that's, that's one aspect of this, right? The second aspect of this is consistency, right? Like it's doing the small things over and over and over. Right. And it's understanding about what to make non-negotiable right? Don't make your must-dos non-negotiable. Meaning like if you just reach out to five people in your database every week or five people in your neighborhood, five people in your area, five people in your community, you're going to have conversations, right? If you had five conversations a day, this is like my tried and true thing. That's five conversations a day. That's 25 conversations a week, a hundred conversations a month. And if you did that 10 months out of the year, that's a thousand people you'd speak with. If 1% of those people sent you business, that's 10 deals. We're doing five calls a day. Yeah, it's crazy. So I wanted to add a couple things. And these aren't my ideas. I, I have a few friends at Curator that created a list of four things that people should do. But here are two things that they said. One is to every day. So you'd go like on do a Zoom and you would share your screen and do a CMA for do one CMA a day for people that aren't looking to buy just in your database. So, you know, a lot of people during COVID, they hear about how hot the real estate market is. I know you're not looking to sell your home, but just wanted to share with you some, you know, a better idea of your neighborhood specifically. Another thing was, like you said, another thing that they said was to reach out to an agent that you, you did a hard deal with in the past and just call them up and just talk. It doesn't have to be even someone to get business with but it'll help your offer get accepted in the future. It'll help your friendship with them. And there's so many other things. I just want to add those two things. Should I add more? No, I, I, was, just, I was thinking about this concept. Um, you know, in terms of like a financial advisor, right? We always like to draw parallels to other things. Imagine not being able to look at what your stock portfolio is worth or your retirement account, right? So look, go to likely to sell on Compass, send those people a video CMA, right? Like our algorithm has already proved that it works, right? I was talking to someone on the SGM team the other day and they said that in tracking it, 65% of the people they've identified to likely to sell have turned into actual sellers. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. So if you want to do business, go out and create a video and stuff like that <clears throat> and say, 
and, and come from a place of contribution. You're going to say, hey, one of the things that we wanted to do was implement like a financial consultant model. Every year we want to review the value of your asset. We, and I love using these words. We believe every person, and hear the key words, has the right to know, right? When you say the word people have the right to know, that's empowering. That feels good, right? You should have the right to know, right? Like, like how do you even keep track of this stuff? But that's why Zillow is so popular because everyone has the Zestimate is the only right people have to know. So you can go on likely to sell and plow through those, right? Like if you need business. Yeah, that's great. You know, the other thing is that I could think of too, there are a lot of agents that are really busy that just need help, right? You don't have to be part of a team, but look for agents, make yourself available, right? If you're sitting, excuse me, if you're sitting at home and you're not making any money, 15, 20% of something is better than zero because you still get experience. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, it makes me think about what you've taught me recently. Um, like, do you want some water? I can't really help you, but maybe I'll drink some. Maybe that helps. Um, um, so I was going to say what you've taught me um, recently. You good? Mm -hmm. Good to go. Okay, good. Um, what you had taught me recently is no matter how busy we are, especially if we're really busy, if we like spend a day or two or a few days like perfecting our systems and being more efficient then all of a sudden we can do one or two things we could either work less or be able to help more customers it's your choice and a lot of times we do things and real estate's a weird business because it's like you're taught very little and in like these real estate courses you take you just learn how to not make your broker liable and, you know, and that's it. They don't teach you like systems and place and what to do. And we, we usually learn on just messing up or we don't know that there's a better way. So I, I would recommend like, again, the friendship thing, reach out to agents in other states, other cities or locally and ask them what's working for them now. And what are they struggling with? Then do the same thing. And if you share ideas, you you know, if you're on the same journey, it's going to help a lot. And you'll be able to create these relationships prior to seeing them at the retreat rather than trying to do all that at the retreat. Look, it's, it's thinking about it like this. There are two people, right? There's a person that's in it for what I call the real estate hundred yard dash that's I'm going to run, I'm going to get a business plan, start, ready, set, go. I'm going to run to the finish line next December, and I'm going to go back to the starting line and do that over and over again. But if you start thinking about your picture as like a marathon and, and a career, right? I'm that whole concept of the infinite game by Simon Sinek, right? And that says the game never ends. There are sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. People come in and people drop out. If you realize that this is an ongoing thing, you realize that a business plan is just a small part of it, right? That if you start thinking about this, what am I going to need to do today that's going to help me a year from now, two years from now, three years from five years from now, right? I, I'm confused all the time. It's like, how come the agents have the same challenges of answering the most common objections? 
Like it's the same objection that you can get for 30 years if you do real estate for 30 years, 25 years, right? And then you get somebody who like obsesses over learning it, learns it in two years and they're like, man, look at that guy. He just took off. No, he just approached the game differently than you did, right? Do you know this yeah, is what Kobe Bryant did? Tell us. No, that's what, in, when, Kobe, when Kobe was a teenager, he went to a summer league where he did not score one point, nothing. He's like, I didn't even get one free throw, one bucket, nothing. Oh, wow. So he's like, you know, I thought I failed my dad, who was uh, previously an NBA player, and his dad said, I love you no matter what. And that gave him the permission to fly. So then he said he made a hit list of all these people he needed to knock off, right? But he goes, these guys are already so much ahead of me. He goes, I didn't score a point. He goes, what I thought about was I needed to learn a skill and master it. And then if I'm approaching it, we're like, all right, my left hand is weak. I'm going to spend the whole summer every day just mastering this, mastering this, mastering. Now I have a skill that everyone else doesn't. And he goes, each year he just, each year he just layered on his skills. And then he realized when he got to the NBA, he wanted to be one of the best players in the world. What he did then was people like Kobe, why 4 a.m.? Because he's like, I'm going to get an extra workout in every day than everyone else. And he's like, that's the only way I could catch, catch up to people and get ahead, right? He goes, I'm 18 years old. He goes, these are grown men. He goes, so year one might not be much. Year two, it's not going to be doing anything. But he goes, I knew if I woke up and I practiced that much harder than every other person, by year three, four, five, six, nobody would ever be able to catch me. And, and the rest is reality, right? But we can approach that same, that same way in our business. Yeah, I miss Kobe, man, because um, just that I hated Kobe Bryant when he, I watched him play. He was too damn good, and he would always beat the teams that I liked. But it respected, it made me respect that. And it, it's funny, like in real estate, we learn over years rather than trying to learn in the beginning, where it'll make our our career so much better. You know, if we the objections that we have, we can learn in two weeks. If we, if we study for two weeks, and two weeks is a long time, we could probably do it in a week or a few days. And, um, but anyways, I don't, I don't want to get negative, but like, if we take this time and improve our systems, it'll help us a lot um, as far as, as far Well, I think I'm the only one here now. Yep, all right, I will. I will keep going. Um, you know, what I want everyone to think about in the last few minutes we have is, 
what are the biggest challenges you have in your business, right? I mean, we're saying you could master it in two weeks. Really identify what you need to work on and then commit, right? What will I get to mastery before I add something else, right? And I think if you have focused, purposeful action, that's what's really going to change your business, right? Can you handle every listening objection, right? Can you effectively present comps where the owners pick the price you want and you don't have to lecture them the whole time and, and have that combative relationship? How confident are you pitching compass? Can you talk about coming soon, concierge, bridge loans, private exclusive, marketing, the platform, the technology? Answer the basic questions. What's a real estate technology company? What's compass? Can you go through all of that stuff? And, and can you do it in your sleep over and over and over and over and over again? If the answer is no, you need to pick those things, write them down, and one by one by one, get started. That's the process here. Oh, you're back. Sorry. Yep. So I was saying like, write down the skills, right? And I started just talking about listings at first, right? Can you pitch Compass? Can, and, and does that mean like, if somebody asks you what's Compass, what's a real estate technology company, how well can you talk about the platform, the marketing, the technology, pitching coming soon, private exclusive, <clears throat> what you do for somebody to sell, how effective can you share comps with client, handle all the common objections, right? Like how to close people, customer service. These are all skills that you need, right? Hang on one sec. These are all skills that we're all going to need to learn how to have. So I see eight people on right now. Who wants a live free coaching session next week? You can email us anything you want. We'll know what you want to talk about and, and we'll share live how we can improve your business. So I'm at there are eight people here and we asked all eight of them. Oh, so, you know, what I wanted to share um, with you is, you know, when we talk about compass, I've heard this a lot of times why people like sellers, when I've gone on a listing appointment, why they've hired me when they were thinking, well, they weren't sure about compass. They've told me this time and time again, they said, when you spoke about compass, I could see how excited you were about them and that it was contagious. And that's why they hired me. Obviously we have a lot of good things, but if we just say what we're, what we do, you know, we have a coming soon, we have this, we have that. No one cares if we talk like that. But if we talk like when they ask me, um, tell me about Compass, I'll be like, you know what excites me the most about Compass are the people that work at Compass. And then I start asking, you know, I talk about Tesla, Amazon, and I talk about all the people there. And by sharing that, they get excited. And then I ask them, would you like me to share with you some of the incredible things that we do? And then they tell me. And I think we have to be very, very enthusiastic about who we work for. And I know we are, because when I go to these retreats, everyone, I mean, if you think Keller Williams have Kool-Aid in their blood for the Keller Williams compass, it's like on steroids, you know, at these retreats, it's amazing. So we got to share that when we meet someone. Um, I think that's important. It is. So guys, look, we're going to end a couple minutes early. First person to say they want a coaching session gets one. 
the next person that says it will be on the following week and we'll start calendaring it and, and we'll show people what coaching really is. And Amit and I will work together, Amit together. Right. And, um, and we're going to do this. So look, look, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm excited to hear what you want to learn, what you want to get to mastery, ask how to do it. Right. Like I would say coachable people that are coachable, ask how people that are uncoachable ask why, who do you want to be? Yeah, so true. Thanks, guys. Sorry about all my mishaps with the power and all that. But um, I hope you guys get your retreat tickets when they come on sale, whenever it is. And I know for those of you that don't know, there's a list there that you can say that you want to get tickets because I think that will help you get them the next time it's on the workplace. That's it, guys. See you next week. All right. See you guys. Love you. Bye.